1: friends, this is Chapman Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry. Our website is lonesomeroad.org, or you can call us at 618-383-2107.
2: That's my partner, Fred Mooney. All right, and thy words shall be a witness unto you today. So buckle up. Relax. And
1: hold on tight, because here we go. Church on the Road, right here on your favorite radio station.
0: From two chrome stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have that white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life.
1: is and Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministry, and we're getting ready to have Church on the Road.
2: My name is Fred Mooney, and I'm excited to be
1: here. This is my partner, Fred, and we, he is excited. We're going to have a great time, ain't we? Yes, we are. We're going to talk to Gary and Carolyn Ellison, and they are going to share their stories with us. They got some great testimonies and some great music that we're going to share with you today.
2: So sit back And listen to Gary Ellison.
1: All right, Gary, go ahead and share a little bit of
2: your
3: story, will you? Well, I got saved a long time ago. I ain't going to say ages. But anyway, uh, I'm an old farm boy, and Carolyn and I met through our local church. And uh, as I mentioned, she has always been involved in the church singing. Her family sang gospel music for years and years, Her, her mother and two brothers. And... Her mother was in a wheelchair, and then uh, her mother and dad divorced, and so her mother moved in with us, and as they were singing on the road and we were dating, I played guitar, so I kind of joined the group at that point, point. and uh, we've been uh, serving God together, and as far as the time I got saved, I'm going to say early 60s maybe, something like that, so mm-hmm. Carolyn... I don't know her story. She was, I think, three years old, two years old? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Into my jokes, bud.
1: Uh, okay, no more jokes from you. <laughs> well, Karen, when did you get saved?
4: I got saved when I was in the fourth grade, so Four. that that made me probably around 10. Yeah. At eight or ten, some in that time. And uh, we were at church, and uh, it was at that time mom started teaching all three of us children how to sing. My two brothers and I, Kenny, he was able to sing great. My brother, younger brother, Bobby, was too. Myself, I was tone-deaf. Oh, wow. I didn't know I was tone-deaf. I thought I was singing just like they were, but my mother kept telling me, you're not hitting that note. And so, I would get mad because I couldn't get the note and I'd stomp off into my bedroom and cry a little bit and come back in and say, Okay, let's try again. So eventually I was able to hit the notes, and she said, You're doing it now. I couldn't tell the difference. Right. I didn't know that I was doing anything any different, but I was happy I was being <laughs> able to reach the notes. So then I ended up being the, the lead in our group, and my mom and my uh, other brother, my oldest brother, he sang tenor, my mom sang alto, my youngest brother sang soprano with me. So you had that
2: family harmony thing we going. I had that family yeah. harmony yeah. thing going, You know, yes. I worked in a studio for a few years, and uh, we get family groups come in, and there's nothing any sweeter than family harmony, really.
4: Oh, yeah, and, you know, we we sang so many songs. We started out singing a cappella. We didn't have any, any musicians to play, so we just sang a cappella. Wow.
2: So. I, I think that's amazing that your, uh-huh. your mother taught you to sing when she you did. were tone deaf. I she mean, that's. I've been. I was with a group one time. Offering a thousand dollars to teach me to sing, and at the end of it, they were they were willing for to give me a thousand dollars if I just leave them alone. You know?
4: <laughs> she she was very patient.
2: <laughs> she must have been. That, that's a big. mother's love.
4: Now yeah. on the other hand, she was trying to teach my dad, and my dad wasn't doing right either, and he got mad, hit her on the head with a book, and she said, "That's it." i yep. not teaching you anything. End the lesson. End of, End of lesson. lesson.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. So you started singing at a young age, and you had a family group. What was yes. the name of your family group?
4: We were called the Murray family.
1: The Murray family. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, there's probably people out there still remember the Murray they family.
4: They probably do, because we went all over southern Illinois uh-huh. and Indiana saying so
3: tri-state basically
1: tri-state yeah Mm -hmm. i can just picture you in your bedroom mad praying to god yes to help you
4: exactly and and you know you know a lot of times people say well children don't have a tendency to sin well let me tell you something they do (laughs) and i remember one time uh, i had gotten into trouble because mom had left well, Mom and Dad and, and another couple had left all of her children at the home. I don't know what they had to do. That was the wrong thing to do. Then we went wild. And so we pulled down a curtain or something like that. And <clears throat> so when Mom came at home, she wanted to know what happened. I said, oh, Maxine did it. I blamed it on somebody. <laughs> blamed it on somebody else because I knew I was going to be in trouble. Well, God whipped me all night I couldn't sleep Mm. because I told a lie to my parents so uh, the next morning I got up and I said mom Maxine didn't do it I did it (laughs) she said well I think you've been punished enough by God so I'm going to let you off but don't do it again so so I didn't so you know I learned a lot during my young age my mom was always in a great example of what God would have us to be. She taught us to sing, taught us to serve God, taught us to depend on God and to trust in God.
2: And I have all my life. Amen. Amen. I believe she taught you to tell the truth at a young age. She did. (laughs) She did
4: indeed.
1: Hallelujah. All right, so you was in this group, and uh, where did this guy over here come in at? This Gary guy.
4: Well, whenever my mother's family was here, and we were living in Arizona, so we we visited, come up here to visit. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we met then. That's when we come in. I met him here uh, at, through the church that we came to.
1: How old was you then?
4: I was sixteen.
3: Okay. But he
4: was in the service. Okay. So I didn't meet him till later.
3: Uh-huh. Well, we met, but we didn't date till I got out of the Army. Okay, yeah. yeah. So so you started dating
1: when you was a little older.
2: Uh-huh. Well, Gary, I want to thank you for your service.
1: Yes, sir. Thank, well, thank you for thank your you. service. And uh, we've got a great book back there. It's called Real Life Stories of Veterans. And I want you to take one with you when you go, because uh-huh. we'd like to share uh, It's just testimonies of people that's been in the service. Fred didn't get his in there, I tried to get him to get his in there, <laughs> and he drug his feet. So, hopefully they're going to make another one, and if they do, hey, a lot of people will be able to share their testimony and get it uh-huh. in a book. Uh-huh. So, But I
2: do have my testimony on CD.
1: Yes, she does.
2: <laughs> well, actually, as far as testimony
3: goes, I guess I need to mention this. In 2001, uh, I had to have open heart surgery. I didn't know I had anything wrong with me. I'd get chest pains, but I'd buy a pack of Rollades and keep going. Okay, now you're scaring uh, me now,
1: I do that all the time. Uh-oh.
3: <laughs> I would mow the churchyard, and I've always worked as, both of us have always worked as laborers, whatever a church needed. Yeah, And I've always kind of taken care of the outside of the church and maintenance and whatever. And my brother and I, uh, our church was doing good, it was growing. And uh, we was out of parking space. So my brother and I took chainsaws and another cup on the church, and we started clearing a little, all about an acre of woods off for a parking lot. I'd be using a chainsaw, and I'd go to hurting in my chest, and I'd say, Kenny, I'm gonna have to take a break here. I'm not feeling real good, my chest hurts. And he said, Okay. We'd take a break, and I'd get back up and work again. And I did this for probably four or five months. Wow. And one day I'd come in, and I don't remember how it happened, but said something to Carolyn, and she worked at the hospital as a phlebotomist, and she said, well, why don't you get down and check the doctor? I said, ah, I'm fine. She said, no, you're gonna see the doctor. So I did, and he said, well, we're gonna do an EKG, and then he said, you're gonna see a cardiologist. Went to the hospital, and they come back and told Carolyn, we're doing open-heart surgery in the morning. Wow. And said, what? He said, now this is the miracle. He said, the blood that's keeping you alive is the size of an ink pen. And he said, I'm going to tell you, medically, that's impossible. He said, somebody <clears> upstairs <throat> likes you. You are not supposed to be living. Wow. So I had open-heart surgery. So that was a miracle. Triple bypass. And so I was 99% blocked on the little maker. Anyway, besides that, in 2007, I had one of the arteries uh, stop up and went to hospital with a heart attack. He said, hey, that's rerouted. Don't worry about it. Do what you're doing. No problem. No surgery. Just kept going. Mm. But then in 2007, I got B-cell lymphoma cancer. So we went to the doctor, and I said, okay. And he said, well, you got... uh, knots in your neck and he said you got lymph nodes under your arm so he said we're gonna have to figure out a treatment plan he said you got a long road ahead of you so we went back to church and had prayer and I went back to him and he kept feeling under my arms and he said I know they were there but I can't find (laughs) them so long story short he never did find them praise the Lord (laughs) so (laughs) then he told me said uh, I said well doc just tell me up front uh, is this something we can, you know, medically treat and cure or, you know, do I have a terminal illness? What?" I said, just let on me. Yeah. And he said, well, you're 50-50. I said, that's good enough for me. God's 50% is bigger than the other side. So long story short was, yeah, I whipped it. I was good. I'm a survivor. And that was in 2007. And now since that last, where the artery stopped up at 15, I've had no problems at all. So I'm a living, walking miracle. Well,
2: praise the Lord. And we serve a miracle-making God.
3: They can't tell us God didn't have a miracle because I wouldn't be here without God.
2: Praise the Lord. Uh, God is a miracle-working God. I think it's about time to take a break and hear a song on one of these CDs here. We're going to find out all about uh, uh,
1: Carolyn and... Songwriting and her music here, and we're going to play a song from uh, one of her CDs. And where'd you have these CDs made at, Carolyn?
4: We had Bill Shell. Bill
1: Shell, yeah. Bill, Bill Shell's a good friend of the he ministry. Uh, he's a good friend of ours. We just love Bill and. I'll tell you, there's no better guy than Bill Shield. I know, good
4: man, good
1: man. I, I bet you've got a great testimony about having these CDs made down there at Bill Shield. Oh, Sheldon. yes,
4: yes. This first one that I made here called Richer Than You Know, uh, I was at church and went out in the Spirit, and the Lord showed me a mountain. And he said, I want you to go to the mountain, and I want you to get these songs written. Because I've been saving up money to make a CD so I got up, and I said, well, Gary and I is going to the mountain. I said, I don't know for sure where yet. <laughs> so um, we ended up going to Can San Damiano. It a, it's a Catholic retreat. That's so weird. on the way up there, I said, Gary, that is the mountain I saw. Because oh, wow. I seen the Lord on the mountain saying, come up, come up. So we went up there, and we did nothing but take our Bibles, and we prayed, and practiced on songs and then when we went down we said okay we're ready to get a cd made we called uh bill shell yeah he set it up for Mm -hmm. us and we went in there and that's how that first record was made
1: and these are songs that you've written yes so when did you start writing songs
4: i started writing Really, writing whenever I got married to Gary, probably about the age of twenty.
1: Oh, okay. So you've been writing. Now, for quite I was some time. getting
4: songs from the Lord when I was younger. Yeah. And I just memorized. Them. I would get them in a dream or whatever. But this, these songs, you know, I wrote over the years. Wow. So, and then the second one we just we made we just uh, we were we were going to. My nephew, on you know, there, is playing the piano and, and drums, and Bill said that he would use him as in recording in there. But he wanted to hear him, and he said he would make our CD for us if you would just come up and and let us let him hear him.
3: He wanted him to do an audition to see what he could do on a record. Yeah. So that's how we got that one made.
1: All right. So uh, you had these made down there at Bill Shell mm-hmm. Studio. Right. What song are we going to listen to off of this? CD right here richer than you know.
4: Let's let's play Mama Never Gave Up the Fight. This is the this is the song about my mother that I wrote. She lived in a wheelchair. I can remember my dad packing her into the house at the age of 5. Okay. She had she had had a, a car wreck at the age of 17 I think it was and uh, it damaged her spine. And they got her back to walking, but she had to wear that halo, you know, that you use on the. And they had she had to learn how to eat and feed herself and to walk. And she did, and she could walk, but she walked with a limp, and she couldn't run. But um, after she had all three of us children, she got pneumonia, and it caused a gristle to form around that weak spot in her neck, wow. back of mm-hmm. the spine. Around the spinal cord. And uh, that's what paralyzed her. And at oh, that I time, see. they'd only had... Two surgeries in the whole world and then so she had a 50% chance of living or dying and a 50% chance if she lived then she would be in the wheelchair so she did live but in the wheelchair the rest of her life
1: all right so well, mama
4: never gave up the fight that's track number one
1: mama never gave up the fight here's Carolyn Ellison Never Gave Up by Carolyn Ellison off of her CD, Richer Than You Know. Let's play another song off of this CD. Tell us about another song, uh, Gary.
3: There is a song on there, and I think the message is tremendous in it. Uh, She wrote called God's Not Through With Me Yet. Yeah, that was And that came mother. from her mother's reason I'm bringing this out. Mark. Her health was deteriorating. And she told Carolyn one day, and she said, Carolyn, I guess God's through with me. I just don't guess I'm going to ever be able to sing again. And God gave her a song from that thought. God's not through. And that is me. a tremendous message in that song. I think that's really a good song.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Let's just go ahead and listen to God's Not Through with me yet and you wrote that I wrote that one for
4: because my mother was feeling like that God was through with her and yeah. and I went down I said mom God's not through not through with you and uh, so I wrote it God's not through with me yet
2: I think that's an excellent message uh, I hear a lot of people my age mm-hmm. uh, say well they just think that they can't do anything but as near as I can find out as I read my Bible there there's no retirement plan
4: amen no.
2: <laughs> you know i
4: always say our pastor he's been he's been pastoring the church for 50
2: 51 years, years oh that was in itself a miracle <laughs>
4: that yeah and he said he said, I'm not planning on retiring. He said, I'll retire the day they throw the shovel of dirt on my yep. casket.
1: Amen. And that's the
4: way I feel. There's no retirement when you work for the Lord because we are supposed to work for him till we die.
1: No place to quit no when, place you, to when you quit. sign on to serve I don't God. even
4: want to. Amen. Uh, no. I just want Why to keep it Why would you
1: want to? Yeah. Amen.
4: There's so I much agree. joy in serving the mm-hmm. Lord.
1: Yeah, I agree. So you mentioned your church and your pastor. uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about your church before we play this song. Uh,
4: The church is Honeycomb Church of God.
2: Oh, you're kidding me. That's Uh, where I know you from.
4: Yeah. Really? Is it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I played there with uh, a group called Living Proof. We played a homecoming there. Okay. Okay.
1: What year was that, Fred? That's a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm
2: I'm, I'm thinking that's... Probably close to twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Brother Harold Miller. Yeah. Our he pastor. Talking about. Yeah.
4: He's such a good man.
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed your pastor. Yeah, he's yeah.
4: he's good. And yeah. Fiery. We're Pentecostal and
2: so Oh yeah. Honeycomb yeah. church. Oh shoot. As soon as you said that, I knew where I knew you from. Yeah. Man. That's <laughs> one of the most oh, beautiful that's, that's a great church. It sets up there on the It's side one of, of the most
3: beautiful cities. Shawnee, Shawnee National Forest. Yep. So you go down there at the Carber's Ridge Road, turn left off a of if you want to say off the of 34 there, yeah, and as you top that hill, just a mile from the highway. But when you top the hill, you'll see those mountains and the, all the trees and scenery and the little white shirt Beautiful. with the steeple up there. It's like it's just like a uh, some sort of picture that somebody would take professionally. Say, oh, this is going to be in some calendar. Uh-huh.
2: Beautiful setting. In I there. thought the same thing. I thought that 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 picture right there. Belongs on a jigsaw box puzzle. So, you know. that was taken yeah. there at, in, the, church, at mm-hmm. the
1: church. Okay, so this uh, picture that's on this CD, I heard a sound. Uh-huh. The Ellison family was taken at uh,
3: Honeycomb Church.
1: Honeycomb of God. Church of God. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, here's that song. God's not through with me yet. By Carolyn Ellison.
5: are too old, he may even try to steal your very soul. Because I know that God not through
1: wanted to get a copy of these CDs, mm-hmm. is, are they available? They are. Yes. Okay, so how would they, do you have a website, or how, how do they get no, a hold of you?
4: I just, they would, could call me.
1: Okay, well, give everybody your phone number.
4: It is um, area code 618-273-2464. That's our home phone number. And my cell phone number is 618 Four four five, and if they want one, all they gotta do is call them. We'll be glad to send it out to them.
1: Okay, so you got two CDs: mm-hmm. uh, "Richer Than You Know" mm-hmm. and "I Heard a Sound." Right, the Ellison family. So right. tell, tell us about your family here.
4: Uh, the family that's on this tape is my daughter Michelle, my son Terry Ellison. He plays bass. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, keyboard. A keyboard. And then uh, my nephew Isaac Murray.
6: Yeah.
4: Uh, he's my brother's son, and he uh, plays the the keyboard, and he plays the drums on this, and he also plays a horn, a piece of on that. Cause I heard a sound.
0: It's a sound.
4: He plays that horn like, like it's the Lord getting ready to come back. I got that song. I heard a sound. It's been a while since I'd written a song, because. We had uh, lost everything that we had as far as our equipment. Had to sell everything. We had to, in order to get back home to Illinois. And I got angry with God. I said, "Lord, I thought that's what you wanted me to do was to sing and to uh, go out and, and give your message to the to people." But I said, "I guess you never did call me to sing." So I got angry and I quit singing, I quit writing, I laid my ink pen pen. I quit. And so after a few years, a year or two, I said, Lord, I'm sorry for being mad, (laughs) forgive me for being mad, because I couldn't get a song. So after that, God gave me this song. This was the first song he gave me after that period of time. It was, I heard a sound.
1: I heard a sound. Mm -hmm.
3: I would like to interject here too, you was asking about getting them. Uh, we're selling them for $10. Uh Uh, If we mail them to them I ask for $2 extra for postage. $2
1: postage won't do it. I can tell you right
3: now. (laughs) No, but that's what we do. Yeah. And also the I Heard a Sound is on YouTube. Okay. And if they type in the Ellison Family I Heard a Sound that CD is on there so they can also listen to it that way. Okay. So Anyway, that's just a couple of ways they can yeah. actually hear it.
1: Okay, so they can contact you, or they can go on YouTube and mm-hmm. listen, and they can't download it there, though. No. Yeah.
3: I probably can't download it, yeah. but if no. they want a copy of it, they, you know, certainly call us, and we'll be glad to send them a copy. Okay. All right. If they uh, want a hundred copies, we can do that, too, by the
4: way. And all of my songs are copywritten.
1: Okay. That's good. So.
2: So you got anger with God. Yeah. Is there any percentage in that? <laughs>
4: How'd that work out for you? Yeah, it didn't work out very well.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying that because I've went through the same thing, and, yeah. and uh, I learned uh, the hard way. My arms are too short to box with God.
4: Yeah, amen to that. Amen. He won the. He won that battle. But you know what? He, in love, he still he forgives you, and he'll start giving you back what you. You know, law. I, what I'd laid down and quit doing, he gave it back to me, and I praise him for that because there is there is joy in receiving a song from him. Amen. Because these these have words in them, but they're God's words. They're not mine. They're His.
1: I know what you mean. Yeah. Yep, yeah, he's given me several songs to write to. Yes, yeah.
4: and then you, then you listen to me, and you say, man, I couldn't have wrote that. Uh-huh. that. That come directly from God.
1: Don't know where that came from. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. Sure but, On right.
3: On the song, I Heard a Sound, there's a song. I would like to see someone record it. I think it's got a good, good chance of people really relating to it. Faith will move that old mountain.
1: Because
3: okay. uh, I think with today's world, everybody's struggling. There's a lot of struggles out there. And I think that, again, was certainly a God-given song. And I really like it. The faith will move that old mountain. Amen. And that's on this
1: one. Yeah. Okay. That's on the uh, I Heard a Sound CD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think,
3: as I mentioned, I think all of them have good messages. Like every song, some are people are going to like better than others. Sure. You know, Dottie Ramble wrote over 600 songs. Uh, and she's considered probably the gospel writer of the decade. Uh-huh. And she said one time, she said, you know, a lot of the songs I wrote, I never recorded. People never heard them, don't even know I wrote them. But she said, if God gave it to me, I wrote it down. And so that's, I think, all songwriters. Certain songs, those are really good songs. Another song, well, okay, they're all right. But that's what God uses to reach people.
4: And, you know, different songs... Touch different people.
3: Yeah, the message
4: right. will hit people yeah. differently.
1: I don't know if you guys know Dan Duncan or not, but no, I don't I think I don't. he's the president of ICGMA. Okay. And he says uh, a gospel song is a three-minute sermon. Mm-hmm. Is it what is. it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I that, agree. That is, that is so true. Mm-hmm. They're so. We're talking about the words in the mm-hmm. message, The message of the song. This. That's just a three-minute sermon. Yeah. And we need to preach those three-minute sermons Amen. everywhere we Amen. go. Because a lot of times when you run into somebody, you only got a few minutes to share with them.
4: And a lot of times they don't want to hear a long 30, 40-minute message.
1: This is true. So those three-minute sermons mm. are so important, like your testimony. If you can mm. share your testimony in three minutes, tell somebody what Jesus Amen. Christ is done in your life and that's that's what this church on the road that's what we're all about is is uh getting that that short sermon into people's hearts
3: yes well it's like they said we are the only bible some people see that's right and in all honesty radio is the only bible some people hear
2: but i tell you gary you're exactly right about that about a song being a message that a lot of people will only hear uh, and we're we're bombarded with all types of media all day long yeah and and i've i've discovered that uh, like gary's podcast we have these little cards that have a qr code on the back and you can scan that with your phone and you've got that message to listen to and the really wonderful thing about that like me whenever uh I'm driving down the road I can download that and then I play it back and I can listen to it over my hearing aids and uh, it just it just gets
3: right in there it does
1: yeah there's there's some of our podcast cards that Fred's talking about they got a picture yeah, on the front and, yeah. a, and a QR code on the back. do you, do you guys know Cliff Cliff and Rosemary Clark?
3: Oh, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, he's part of our ministry. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's I a,
4: love Cliff and, and Rosemary. We sang at their church.
1: Okay.
3: As, not only that, but also Cliff, uh, we were at a church, and God moved us, and I think it's sufficient to leave it at that, <laughs> and uh, we were evangelizing, basically. Okay. When we left, God gave Carolyn one word, Trust. She said, I had no idea what it meant.
2: Ooh, that's a big
3: word, Troy. And she, we didn't have any idea of what we were going to do. We just know God had called us to do something else. So we just, because we'd known all these churches, we would go around to various churches. Yeah. We didn't know where we was going to live. Well, long the short, I have five guitar amps in five different churches because I got tired of carrying them everything in. So during that deal... Uh, we were visiting at a funeral home. Had a close friend of ours died, and we were visiting at the visitation. And Brother Cliff was there, and he said, uh, "Carolyn said, would you be interested in pastoring?" And she said, "No." <laughs> and he said, "Well, there's a church in Oakland City, Indiana, Church of God up there, and they're looking for a pastor." And he said, or she said, "Well, no." Uh, she said, "I wouldn't mind filling in to help them," but she said, "I don't. It's too far from us. We don't want to move at yes. Oakland City's a long way." It is, I know where but it's anyway, <laughs> we never did, Pastor. But she has done two or three homecomings for them, and well, he introduced I, us to that. To,
4: he, they had a, a system. They had several different preachers that came in uh, at at given weeks. And so we went up about three or four times and filled in that mm-hmm. way and then I have preached at a couple of their homecomings also.
1: Okay, so you guys you go out and you preach mm-hmm. at different churches mm-hmm. and you also yeah, sing at different churches. Singing, yes. Okay.
4: My husband and I go by ourselves when yeah. we do that. No, uh, and I son play Terry. Pe- yeah, my our son and and I and my Terry. I play the keyboard. Okay. But I only play with one hand cuz I set the the rhythms and everything cuz I believe in that scripture that says let not your left hand know what your right hand's doing. <laughs> because I can't use the left hand on the keyboard, but our son plays the bass. And okay. then Gary, of course, plays the guitar. Well,
3: he also plays a Hammond organ, so uh-huh, we and a ham ham and So you
1: guys do some traveling around the tr- yeah, we tri-state do. area. We not as much
3: as we used to, so, but yeah. we so, do yes. go on occasion. That's and I was country before country was cool, before <laughs> Robert Mandrell. <laughs> <Yeah>. so.
1: <laughs> so you guys like country music or oh, country oh, yes. gospel? Country oh, gospel. Yeah. Well, that's what we're all about here. We, we do a lot of country gospel. And we do
4: a, a few songs on this one that, that, that I did not write. It's more of a, the Black Soul.
1: Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah. Uh huh.
4: Pentecostal.
3: Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, Both these two. I are. Got a Praise. Okay. That's a good. That's a melody with three songs. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, we had like Homesick Before on there and Precious Jesus, a couple of Dottie Ramble songs. Right. So they, we tried to make a variety out of that one.
1: Okay.
4: Anyway, there's got a couple of those.
1: Fast soul type songs on that. All right. Well, we will uh, give them a listen. We may be playing them on Lonesome Road Radio. There you go. It'll
4: get you going.
6: We'd appreciate it.
3: You might ought to
4: put it on cruise because you might be going faster than you want
1: to. (laughs) All them drivers out there, they know all about that. (laughs) Yeah, they're toe tappers. Yes, they are. Oh, Marcy. Uh, You was telling me, uh, you shared a little bit of a testimony about... Having this, uh, one of these made down there at Bill's Shell. Uh, Both of
4: them were made at Bill's okay. Shell, but this is the one God called me to the mountain, yeah.
1: Yeah, but you was telling me about the money. You saved up enough money. Yes. To, okay, Tell that. share that r- real quick testimony about that. I think that's well, fascinating, and yeah. and I know it, this is the way God works. Right. He not Karen. only spoke to you. But he also spoke to Bill Shell.
3: Yes. Well, Carolyn has written songs that we said most of her life. And we'd go down the roads, we listen to gospel radio, of course, all the time. And uh, she kept making the comments. She said, I really would like to see what my song would sound like if it was done professionally.
6: Yeah.
3: And we don't know anybody in the music business. Uh, I did send it to one man, and he told him, he said, Well, that song's not commercial. that's one man's opinion you know right (laughs) so anyway we started talking about it and uh, she said I'm going to start saving some money and I'm going to maybe we can make us a CD one of these days well she told you the story about how God uh, gave her this when she was slain in the spirit he said it was time and uh, so she saved up some money and we contacted Bill Shell and told him what we wanted to do and said, how much is it going to cost us? And he, he gave us an estimate. He said, it depends on many factors.
1: Yeah, you know? did, did you know Bill very well then?
3: No. Well, I knew him. She didn't, but yeah. I've known Bill since... He, okay. In fact, he sang at my uncle's funeral years and years ago. Okay. So I knew who Bill was when he was with the Glory Landers. Yeah. And now Bill didn't know me at that time that well. I knew him, but he didn't really know me. Okay, yeah. So anyway... He gave us an estimate, and we said, okay, we'll make it work. and Because uh, we had people from Nashville come in on that when he brought in steel and, yeah, steel and et cetera. He,
1: he brings in the good yeah, people. He brought he the people in. He does. So he does.
3: we saved some money, and uh, we went down and started making the CD, and we gave him some money. And then he said, well, just wait till it's over with. He said, I'll take care of it, and then you can pay me, and it's done. Said, okay. So we got, when it was finished, he called and he said, I got it done. And we said, okay, we'll come down, take a list and make sure we yeah. have to make any changes. Got down there and uh, he started giving us the paperwork on how much it was gonna cost. And uh, it came out uh, to the quite penny. a bit more money than uh, uh, what we had. And we said, well, I'm gonna have to write the check out of the checkbook now. And we're gonna have to take it out of the family budget. And so when he got done, he said, now God told me that i'm supposed to donate this money and when he told us he said this is what i really need okay it was to the exact penny that she had saved up for that record to the (laughs) penny hallelujah i mean that is not coincidence (laughs) no that's god you
4: know whenever god says it's time it's time he has a timing there's always a timing in in anything that you do with him
1: Amen. Amen.
4: so i had people prophesy over me and tell me I was going to preach. I thought they had lost their ever-loving <laughs> mind. I said, no, I don't feel like that I'm supposed to be preaching. I said, don't you think God would tell me if I'm supposed to do it? Amen. And they said, well, yeah, but I'm telling you that you're going to do it. And uh, sure enough, but but you know when I, how old I was when he told me? 59.
2: <laughs>
4: 59 to preach. I said, well, I feel like Moses. <laughs> I'm too old <laughs> to preach. I can't. I can identify with you because yeah.
2: I, I was called to preach when I was fifty-two years old. Yeah. yeah. After after playing in every ever church in southern Illinois, I know. And see, you know. God's not through with you yet. No,
1: but
4: see, it's timing. It's it's His timing.
1: Amen. So, God's timing.
4: It's one song that I that I wrote called "Have I Made a Difference?" It's on this one. Okay. And that's talking, the reason I did that is I said, Lord, I, all these years I've served you, all these years I've sang and preached. And I thought, have I really made a difference? There you go. And you know, sometimes you wondered, have I really touched anybody? Have I been instrumental in anybody getting saved? Because I wasn't sure. Yeah. So I wrote that song, Have I Made a Difference? Talks about have I sung, pra- I sung praises for you all my life and all this stuff and said but have I what I really want to know is has I made a difference
1: have I made a difference uh-huh. we don't like to close any program without asking people if they know Jesus Christ yes and giving them the chance to pray yes. a sinner's prayer yes and ask Christ into their heart right and we can make a difference yes. by just sharing that mm-hmm.
4: Amen.
1: Simple little prayer Amen. with people and asking them to pray yes. and believe in their heart and get, let God save them. Yes. So, would you like to lead somebody in a sure. sinner's prayer? Sure. And then we're going to play that song.
4: Okay. Lord, we come before you today, Lord, this beautiful day that you have made. Lord, we are sincere in our hearts and in our thoughts. Lord, we ask God, if anyone out there is struggling today and doesn't know you, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will lead them and draw them because we know it's the drawing of the Spirit that brings them in to ask and to give their hearts to you, Lord. So, Lord, today I ask if there's anybody out there that that you would just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I trust and know that you died on that cross for me and Lord I'm asking you to help me to be more like you and to serve you and to walk the walk and talk the talk and Lord ask you to forgive me of my sins and save me this day in Jesus name amen
1: Hallelujah. amen Hallelujah. all right here's that song have I made a difference by Carolyn Ellison
5: I've sung praises for my Lord for most of my life I've stood up and testified of God's great love divine sometimes I've been up sometimes I've been down but God's always been there by my side but I want to know if I've made a i Through my life, was I a light shine upon the hill that was shining bright? Sometimes I've been right, sometimes I've been wrong, but God's always helped me through the storm. It's important to me that I've made a difference in somebody's like you all
3: thank you guys for having yes, us. Up. We right. appreciate it. Yep. Uh, yes. I didn't know about your ministry at all and here I've lived in Southern Illinois all my life and like I said Bob Simmons which is one of the singers at Honeycomb Church and uh, he gave me a CD. The first one he gave me by the way was one with James Payne. Okay. And uh, he said hey I think you'll like this. I said okay <laughs> and so Cars today, we don't have CD players, but I got one in my truck, and I'm in the truck a lot, so I put it in the truck, and then when I got in it, I played it, and that's how I was introduced to Mm -hmm. the Lonesome Road Ministries. Wow, wow, that's that's pretty awesome. uh, He gave me a couple of other CDs, and we were talking, in fact, Sunday night, we was talking, he said, Gary, did you ever contact Gary Rayburn up there? or any of the guys for Lonesome Road Ministry? I said, well, no, Bob. I said, we don't know anybody up there. And I said, our, we have our songs on radio at WXAN, at AVA. Uh-huh. You're all probably familiar yeah. with that. I am. And uh, Harrisburg, mm-hmm. they play her CDs. But uh, he's been real good. He's played us for like five years. I mean, he's really been good to us. I think Kenny Rogers probably said it best years and years ago when he was really on the market. He was on Johnny Carson show. And Johnny Carson asked him, said, Kenny, what would you say to this audience? We have several million people viewing The Tonight Show. What would you say to someone inspiring and wanting to get into the music market? How do you break into it? It's a tough market.
6: Yeah.
3: And I thought Kenny Rogers said it best. He thought a second, and he said, Johnny, there's probably a thousand people out there can sing better than I do, maybe several thousand. He said, you don't break into it with only two things. You have somebody that knows you and gives you a chance. That's mm-hmm. right. In his case, he was married to a gal on Hee Hall. That's how he got his start.
6: <laughs> okay. okay. His
3: wife was one of the gals yeah. there. He said, the other thing is when you're singing, if it's country, you're at a country club or bar, some venue. If you're a gospel singer, you're in a church. Some producer or some guy who knows the producer hears you sing and said, hey, we need to talk to this person. He said, that's only two ways you make it. Yep. Well, we are in the second category. And said, we don't know anybody. So, you know, uh, we do know one gospel group quite well, the Shepherds, Quentin Debbie. We're pretty close friends with them. Their brother used to be a co-pastor at our church, how we met them. But his wife writes all their songs. They don't record anybody else, they just do their own music. So we have no contacts to get her mm-hmm. music out. Mm-hmm. My personal belief is if God gives her songs for that, there's a reason for it. Somebody needs to hear it.
6: Yeah. And since
3: you know, we can't get it on Nashville, Tennessee mm-hmm. radio or LA or Chicago, whatever. So anything that we can use to have a new to promote what the messages it is, we appreciate it, Yes. you know. And so I just want to thank you guys for giving us an opportunity to give who we are and maybe something out. Maybe somebody will hear it and want it and take a chance. But anyway, there's a lot of good gospel music out there. Oh, well, yeah.
4: first of all, it doesn't matter to me if it makes a 100 up in the top, okay. you know as long as it blesses somebody and the second thing is the most important thing is that it brings glory to him the
1: lord amen amen yeah yeah when i first started my cassette tape ministry back in october 2000 23 years ago Mm -hmm. i i knew i wasn't capable i knew i couldn't do it Mm -hmm. god was calling me to do it and i told god if i could reach one person just one yeah it would all be that's all I need just to reach one yeah and after I got that first call that somebody gave their heart to the Lord I thought wow God that's so awesome can I have just one more
3: (laughs) well I think it's great because like I said when she wrote that song actually the song called richer than you know we had to have the guy on the piano uh, redo it because it was written in a friend of ours have you ever heard of Billy Carter Oh, gosh, yeah, I know Billy Carter real well. Okay, he's a close friend of ours. Okay. Oh, we got some stories with Billy. Oh, I know. But uh, anyway, he said, Carolyn, that's a jazz song. Yeah. But, you know, and so we had to have the when Bill Shell played it, and he said, do you like that? And I said, that's not really what we was we writing it as a blues. Yeah. And yeah. so anyway, he had the guy redo it, you know. Yeah.
1: Let's put that song on. Richer than you know. And that is the title of this CD of Carolyn Ellison.
5: You may never know my name, and I may never have great fame, and I may never have great riches that you can see, as long as Jesus knows my name I'll have everything to gain You see I'm richer than anyone
1: Is richer than you may know, and that is Carolyn Ellison. And hey, friends, if you prayed that prayer with Carolyn, then you will be richer than you know because Jesus will be a friend that will never leave you or never forsake you, and the Holy Spirit will come and live in you, and you will be richer than you know. So if you prayed that prayer, and ask Jesus into your heart, we want to hear from you. You can call Lonesome Road Ministry at 618-383-2107. Or, hey, you want to talk to Carolyn or Gary Ellison, you can give them a call at their home, 618-273-2464, or call Carolyn's cell phone at 618-841-5445. And remember this, friend, faith is what will move that old mountain. Here's another song by Carolyn Ellison.
2: You've prayed that prayer, we would love to hear from you. We've got plenty of things we'd love to send you. Give us a call at 618-383-2107 or go to Lonesome Road Radio.
1: That's LonesomeRoadRadio.com. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you, just like Fred said. So we have a website, LonesomeRoad.org, that you can check out who we are and what we do. And we would love to be able to send you material that will help you as you travel that old, old road.
5: While on my knees in prayer one day, a quiet peace came over me. I closed my eyes and about Hey!
1: program with my testimony in song. This is a song that I wrote with the help of my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell, and it's called At the Foot of the Tree.
0: At the crossroads of life, lost without hope. Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past
1: Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab and you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web you can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page so check it out and if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart then give us a call and let us know and so
0: I've been lost, I left a lifetime of misery, at the foot of the tree. Those 18 wheels are rolling, down that old lonesome road. And I share the good news wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody what's happened to me How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past But I called his name So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.